Welcome to Thirsty on Tune, where we drink wine and read webtoons. Hi, I'm your co-host Bronwyn, your webtoon obsessive, dopamine addicted, idiots in love, and slow burn sommelier. And I'm your co-host Chris, webtoons acolyte, enemies to lovers lover, and banter core aficionado. So pull up a page, pour yourself a drink, and let's dive in. You're thirsty on Maine, we're thirsty on Tune. notice we have a new voice on the line we have with us the author of the famous gay wolf book charlie and harrow it's so nice to be here it's so (laughs) great to get to meet you people and 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 talk to you and i really appreciate all the love that you've given gay wolf book (laughs) we are so excited to have you and thank you so much for spending some time with us yes absolutely (laughs) you are one of my top favorite authors of all time so Mm -hmm. talking to you I'm freaking out a little bit so (laughs) you can't compete with the level of freak out that I'm at with um being on my first podcast but uh, I appreciate that anyway thank you so much I feel so honored we get to be your first This is a this is a good safe happy zone to mm-hmm. be your first one. So exactly, <laughs> I'm I'm struggling to say anything about first without making it sound like an innuendo. <laughs> I know, I know. I just put back so many like virgin jokes in poor taste. I, so, I, 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 I need I to not. About, I was about to be like, as this is your first time, we'll make it soft and gentle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We probably won't. (laughs) We'll make it chaotic and confusing. Yes. Well, there you go. (laughs) I expect that's how many people's first time goes. Right? Podcast, right? Yeah. 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 Yes. What what are you talking about? I said podcast. (laughs) Is is Eli in here all of a sudden? (laughs) Eli comes in later. Well, we thought we would start us out with a game to kind of warm us all up. Mm-hmm. All right. We are go- it's, a, it's a game in which there are no losers and everybody wins. Uh, <laughs> That's <you> unfortunate. In- <laughs> oh, are you competitive? I'm very competitive, yes. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> Extremely, I mean, but that's okay. I can, maybe I can assign points as I feel like it will be. <laughs> Only if I'm winning. We'll, we'll okay. renegotiate okay. that oh, later. Don't worry. Chris's co-hosts are notoriously voted against. So I, first of all, that's my other show. I don't think I've ever sabotaged your winnings ever on this show. Uh, that's true. That is true. That's I also have not played very many games. So <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. But this is a little game called Would You Rather? So I'm going to throw this out there for both you and Bronwyn to answer, and you can just tell me what you would rather and why. All right. So we're going to start out with, would you rather be the alpha of your own pack or be someone else's pack member? Ooh. Oh. I would rather be a <laughs> pack member. I think I'm going to go with that. I think a... Uh... 
personality-wise, I'm either PAC member or WIP, just fully not into this PAC situation. Very nice. <laughs> honestly, fair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I honestly, I think I'm probably with you as PAC member. I, uh, oh, ain't nobody got time to lead. No, I do. I <laughs> yeah, that's true. We have a cult leader right here, Charlie. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, I, we've been we've been taking like BuzzFeed quizzes or whatever, and I'm always coming up as like alpha. And all yeah. Stuff, so. Exactly. Yeah, it's true. I could yeah. be yeah, I could get behind like a reluctant sort of alpha situation, like a, a Cooper type alpha. But I, you know, being responsible for other people's feelings and well being. See, I don't know. I, I'm a park <laughs> through and through. Like, I, I can lead. I am assertive. But yeah. I likes me a Cooper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I am a Cooper through and through, as we've discussed. Because I'm also, like, I don't have to lead. But if anyone told me what to do, I would bring out in a hive. So I guess I have to lead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. I like it. All right. Would you rather, in your leisure time, go for a hike with Park or chill and watch shows with Boogie and Cooper? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Yeah, that's so difficult. Yes, um, right? <laughs> I think I would probably more realistically hike with Park, I think, probably. Yeah. I that would... Is one of my main activities yeah, so. awesome. nice. Nice. Yeah. if you had asked teenage Bronwyn I would have absolutely hiked but uh 40 something <laughs> oh no we are watching shows with Cooper <laughs> and you know Boogie would get up in your lap just to annoy Cooper so you'd have a whole cat in your lap cat cuddling <laughs> watching movies I love this Yes. This is awesome. This is chill. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> well, that was a win-win scenario. Here's a lose-lose scenario. Oh, <laughs> Would you rather live at the Park family compound or in the cul-de-sac of secrets with the Dayton family? <laughs> oh. oh, no. <laughs> oh. Okay, okay. <laughs> Follow-up question. Pre or post- body discovery <laughs> that is important i would argue it is no less fucked up either way you just haven't discovered some of the fuck up yet true but i would rather it be when the body is gone <laughs> i think i think to make them equally unpleasant the body has to have been discovered yesterday <laughs> oh that is equally unpleasant all right mm. see i think that actually changes my answer because i mean i love an activity <laughs> <laughs> if i find out there's a mystery going on in my backyard like yeah. all of a sudden now i'm interested now i'm staying the weekend i mean i love this this is amazing and i'm not gonna lie there's definitely some appeal in that yeah. but my family is actually honestly from cape breton <laughs> so i feel like it's a little disloyal if i don't say i should be in nova scotia that's true that's fair <laughs> That was my, yeah, my, I was originally going to go with that. I think that's the most beautiful place in the world. It is, it is. <laughs> so just think of the awkward family dinners. Though. Oh so my awkward. God. Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I would I would want to choose which of Park's family members are there with me, I think. Yeah. And if yeah. I had sort of any agency over that, um yeah. then I then suspect I'm going you the knowing them, you don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Depends yeah. who else is there with me too. Like um yeah. if I could be there just sort of witnessing Helena yeah. like tear yeah. somebody down, that you know. And I'm just sort of like sipping my tea like watching yeah. <laughs> you, know? you know what that's fair i you know what i i like helena i yes. can, i can dig <laughs> helena i am on board with helena like i think i could i could have some i could have some good conversations with helena it's stuart i would probably have to throat punch eventually yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true it's real reasonable to I be mean, honest yeah, just, that's, that would that would probably happen if I'm just you know right. And you know, deserved. Yeah, yeah, I think right. That's, like I think I, that's I, perfectly reasonable. But the alternative is you get to hang out with uh, the Dayton family, who are actually kind of fun. So. Yeah, <laughs> and I really, that, I do, I love them. Oh my yeah. god, it would be chaotic, but you would at least like most of the people you're around. Exactly, you get to go dance friends. with Sophie. <laughs> like, I would dance with Sophie any day of my life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They are fun. Uh, yeah, I wanted to spend more time with, um, find more ways to work in Dean and Sophie, yeah. And yeah. Lila, actually, to the yes. to the books. But yeah, because yes. yeah. they are amazing. They're so fun. They're yeah. so, so fun. To write. You have yeah. endless books to do that in. I'm just saying. Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're willing that to happen. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we're hitting that pre-order button. <laughs> How do you pre-order books that aren't out yet? Yes. <laughs> aren't even announced yet We're working uh, on it. <laughs> yeah just to just put some pressure on me right uh, your little like synopsis online hey the sales are in right? <laughs> i love that uh, all right so for our final one and now i suspect i already know your answer charlie based on your last answer but would you rather be at a therapy retreat with the murderer or fight an alligator at the national zoo oh therapy retreat <laughs> yeah, therapy retreat <laughs> yeah on the, on the fun side you get to solve a murder on the other side the therapy is actually pretty decent <laughs> yeah there you go win-win oh my god i see no cons in that situation right? No downside on board. Yeah. Yeah. If, as long as I'm not getting murdered. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was one of those kids who was, I mean, this is a little mm. dark, but like going through the woods and like, is that a skelt? Oh <laughs> Always hoping to stumble upon like some sort of crime, you know, like, like Scooby-Doo style, you know. Yeah. Oh, I found a deer skeleton as a child, but it wasn't like all together, you know? And so I was like, oh, I found a human body. I was so excited. And then my, my dad was like, the human body has antlers like it's not, human, it's not a human body yeah okay or the body of some sort of eldritch monster exactly. even better dad needs to update his reading yeah my dad does not read a lot of monster fuckers if i'm totally honest that seems like a a, a complete over uh sight you know so. missed opportunities i know yeah. my, my mom loves the gay wolf books though so you know yeah We've had many a conversation. She's fabulous. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. Well, that was Would You Rather. And uh, even though no points were given, Charlie wins. Yay! Oh, me? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you. Off to a great start. Yes. <laughs> Couldn't lose to a better person. <laughs> 
You gave me a, a hard run for my money there, but you know. I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was a completely fair game. There was no yeah. bias. Look, yeah. we've already established I don't mind coming in number two. <laughs> Oh, pack jokes, pack jokes. (laughs) So if we're going to just jump right into questions here, you have, I think maybe the best tagline that I've ever read for a series of books in whodunit meets happily ever after add snark and shake. I love that (laughs) so much. Did you write that one yourself or did somebody write that for you? Like the back of the book blurbs and stuff. Um, thank you. I, I, I wrote that myself. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's, it is. That is amazing. Thanks. I, it's nice to hear that, um, it's working because <laughs> I am probably, um, I am, I'm, I'm dismal at marketing. I'm really pretty <laughs> rough at it. So, um, got one, right. That's, that's good. Yeah. You nailed that one. I howled when I read it. Yeah, it's honestly perfection. <laughs> Not an intentional wolf joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're you're up one one to zero in in the wolf puns here. <laughs> now you got me. You got me feeling a little bit competitive now. Oh, okay, all right, all right, all right. We have a secondary surprise game that is yeah. in the chat. Yeah, like, it's only what I do for a living. But sure, I mean, yeah, come yeah, for my job. Right, That's fine. Okay. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> so, how did you get into writing? What's your origin story? Um. I guess I started writing young, casually, like as a teenager, let's say, um, but it was very different from like these sorts of books. It was very sort of um, self-indulgent, you know, <laughs> as teenagers sometimes are, um, maudlin, very, you know, dark, uh, always horrifically ironic <laughs> sort of short stories. Um, and uh, that's sort of all that I understood serious, quote unquote, writing mm-hmm. to be. Um, I don't think that I really had a lot of, um, I, I mean, I didn't really know that other types of writing were out there, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I was very taken with that, but I never considered it as something that I would do um, very seriously. It was more of a, um, I don't want to really say hobby, but um, it was something fun for me. Um, mm-hmm. It was something relaxing and and um yeah just a creative outlet i guess um and it wasn't until later uh in adulthood um i was at a pretty low point in my life Mm -hmm. um and i was looking for i had to fall in love with reading again it really came back down to reading um and i feel like i hadn't read something that brought me joy in a really long time and i was searching for like when was the last time that i actually um read a book and was happy, <laughs> you know, that it yeah. didn't sort of, you know, already in a vulnerable state, um, something, I, I didn't want to read something that would further bring me down, I suppose. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, and I remembered reading like cozy mysteries as a teenager and being like, oh, yeah, I loved those. I used to rip through like, you know, two a day. Mm-hmm. I just like they were so wonderful and they brought me so much joy and um. I, I sort of turned back to that. It had been years since I'd read a, a cozy mystery. Um, this is a very roundabout way. To no, my love story is um, three, is three prequels at least. Um, <laughs> but um, I f- got back into reading cozy mysteries, and and I wanted to write one. Um, 
and I think I googled how to write a cozy mystery. Oh, that's amazing! Did you? <laughs> that is really? so charming. Yeah, oh. it was very sort of like, well, here we go. Like I, I like sat down at the library, like with my laptop, like okay, now what? Step one, basically. <laughs> And just by pure chance, I I ran across I think like a blog post or something like that, an article that um, included a um, a queer romance mystery book uh, in in part of the you know one of the examples, and it completely rocked my world. <laughs> like yeah. it, it just it shocked me in a way that it shouldn't have. I guess uh, you know um, I didn't I hadn't even really thought that that was out there which is my failing my ignorance completely but um i just went on this sort of you know fixated tear through mm -hmm. um queer romance i was just reading them constantly and i was just like overwhelmed and overjoyed that this was out like a whole world was out there that i hadn't previously known um existed i guess in mm -hmm. in published um work i mean i read a lot of fan fiction but <laughs> i didn't realize that um that this was out there i didn't really know anyone who read romance um right mm -hmm. it was just not part of like the conversation um for me growing up or up to that point um and it was such a wonderful discovery i guess um mm. and i read so many so many and then i said no never mind cozy mysteries <laughs> like, this is what i want to write like this yeah i want to try this i want to i want to i want to do this i want to be part of this world and it made me fall in love with writing again in a way that i hadn't felt since i was you know young um and and it changed the way that I viewed what writing could be, you know, um, that like, oh, it didn't have to be tragic. <laughs> like, oh, I can give people God. that I love the happy <laughs> endings. I can give myself a happy ending. I can, I can change, um, uh, create a, a better world for, you know, myself. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was, that was sort of my journey there. Um, and I started writing a different <laughs> romance, <laughs> mystery, paranormal. Um, yeah, and then uh, got distracted with ideas of Cooper and Park. And God, we're oh. so glad you did. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> That's an incredible journey story, actually. I really <laughs> enjoyed that. It really is. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad it happened. Yeah. Us too. <laughs> um, so you did mention like that you were you started off with the paranormal. What what draws you into urban fantasy and the paranormal as a genre? Um. I think it's really comes down to like my first love of mystery. And I think there's like a heavy element of mystery in urban fantasy. Um, I love secrets. I love secret identities, secret powers, secret worlds. Um, I, I, I like being able to sort of that, that tension, I guess, between, um, I, I, it's sort of the constraint of having to come up with, you know, not come up with, but place this world that you're building mm -hmm. in the sort of nooks and crannies of our own world is an interesting sort of um, exercise, I guess, or it, it provides a lot of interesting opportunities. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I love that aspect of it. Um, and yeah, it's really just like the secret part too is, is always very fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah yeah oh love it so do you have a writing soundtrack and do your characters have playlists or what would they be like if they had them um 
I can't really write with music because I'm mm-hmm. very, very easily distracted. Um, <laughs> I have Fair enough. Yep. no focus power. Um, <laughs> it's sometimes I can play, excuse me, like a song that I'm very familiar with mm-hmm. or sometimes music without lyrics, that kind of a thing. Um, but even still, sometimes that will start to lead me astray. It will seep into the actual <laughs> thing. And then all of a sudden it's like, why, you know, why are, why are Cooper and Park fighting? Is it because I've had this sad song on? You know, <laughs> why am I so weak? <laughs> um, so silent. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think three, three songs have snuck into the series overall. Um, if you look very closely, well, one of them is very obvious. <laughs> two others that snuck in because that's just what I was listening to at the time although I did you know justify it I think (laughs) eventually so I'm not quite that you know unedited but yeah (laughs) it was there it was there um and then for sorry playlists um I think let's see I think Park is like um like a podcast guy through and through. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, he is. That's so accurate. I think like like See, Cooper listen to a Miss, Miss American Life, right? Like he's that kind of podcast yeah. guy, like yeah. he's a little he's... pretentious. Yeah, oh yeah. Just, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's a little pretentious for sure. I think that Cooper would be saying something like, you know, hey, there's something rotten in the state of Denmark, like let's honeymoon there and solve a mystery. <laughs> Park has Danish language tapes like going like he's just, you know, always trying to learn something and, and be better and, and, so and helpful cute. to Cooper. And oh, yeah, very annoying. Is... <laughs> you did not have to come at me that hard. <laughs> you are the park. Bro. I don't it's know. pure jealousy. I, it's, 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 I wish I could be that. <laughs> it comes from a place of jealousy. <laughs> So, so one of the things that we oh no I should continue do you have others for the for the other characters um I think Cooper I don't know it's it, yeah I think Cooper he watches so many like old movies I think a mm-hmm. lot of that sort of aesthetic seeps into his music oh, I think I, I see him like yeah. kicking back with you know a bottle of wine boogie and Billy Holiday like oh, just you know yes. like he's had a day <laughs> <laughs> like he's always had it. a day you yeah. know that's so charming oh, so, is eli percent. is he like like the club scene music like what do we got for eli <laughs> <laughs> oh eli's such a chameleon he could probably have a playlist for every personality he puts on well, that that's totally true fair. yeah yeah listen if he has if he has a playlist, it is behind so many like you know locks and passcodes, and you can't find that. He, like, six You're not going to get to know him. There. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what he's listening to. That's amazing. I, I totally could see him just playing things to annoy uh, Coop and Park, though. Like yeah. like loud EDM. Like <laughs> yes, yes, a thousand yes. percent, yes. Yeah, something with like some sort of like pointed message, like he's trying mm-hmm. to like you know make a point to Cooper. So yes. he's got like, mm, are you listening to this? <laughs> he's just playing the song "Insecure" just every time he walks into the room. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, he's definitely that guy. He's definitely that guy. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god. So like, 
maybe specifically in Eli, but just in general in the books, you perfectly marry the snark and bantercore, which is something that we like particularly enjoy. Um, but you marry that with the social commentary in your work. So is, is making that political discordance accessible a, a goal of yours or is it more of a byproduct of your process and personality? Um, I mean, I think everything is political. You know, yeah, we do. I'm a believer in that. Um, and so it was sort of my hope um, to just be first and foremost conscious of what I'm putting out into the world and what mm -hmm. sort of messages I'm sending um, and promoting intentionally or unintentionally, I guess, mm -hmm. through the work. And I think that that's a process for me. I think that sometimes I've been better at it than others. Um, I think that you can fall into sort of certain tropes and, and um, stuff that looking back, like, I don't know if I would have written it that way sometimes or, um, uh, but it's, it's just my sort of intention to always be learning and unlearning certain things for sure. Um, and, and just being very hyper-conscious of, yeah, like what it is that I'm saying with this work, um, whether it's a, you know, whether they're talking about systemic justice, like outright explicitly, or mm -hmm. even in some of just the more sort of scenes that are about something else, you know, that, yeah. that sort of undercurrent is always there. Um, you're always saying something, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I guess it's a little, uh, a combination of both. I think it's a byproduct of like, obviously my own sort of, beliefs are present in a lot of the work um mm -hmm. and um but then also trying to approach that with more intentionality um the more that i that i write is um important to me yeah that's amazing it is absolutely yeah um so what do you like most about the werewolf mythos yours is a little different from traditional werewolf stories so what prompted the changes you made um i I think the change for me, like the largest change from, I guess, traditional werewolf myths um, is I didn't want it to be uh, a curse. I didn't want mm -hmm. it to be like something that you're bitten into. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. Uh, I, I like imagining them as this, um, you know, this, this other species, basically, you know, mm -hmm. that has been existing parallel to humans and humanity for all these years. Um, so in some ways, they're separate from them, but they can't help being influenced by them in other ways. And that, that's the sort of most interesting thing about it to me, like, what does that kind mm -hmm. of culture look like, um, where you can't escape a lot of what humanity is pushing on you but you have your own sort of traditions and you know myths uh is one of my favorite parts to come up yeah. with even though it's like so it can occasionally be a little self-indulgent um but i was one of those kids who just loved reading myths you know i i'm sure a lot of people are and I feel oh like yeah that, oh yeah <laughs> you know and, and just like immersing yourself in that world and and sort of trying to see and understand like um a culture through their mythology is like really interesting to me um and so werewolves to me was an exciting sort of opportunity to create um a secret world um that has its sort of you know textured history i guess um mm -hmm. and um yeah so that's why it was important that i didn't want it to be a curse um yeah and different from wolves and then the other part of your question was uh sorry what do I like about the werewolf mythos? Mm -hmm. um, I think 
I mean, on a more sort of basic level, I like shapeshifters. <laughs> like, yes, that's, yeah. that's just sort of the beginning and end of it. Like, I yeah. love, I love that. If that's a, that's the superpower I'm going for, you know, it's I, deeply I cool. It is deeply cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I occasionally amuse myself with like, um, <laughs> anytime I can give them like slightly <laughs> canine reactions to things, I think it's so funny. Yes, <laughs> so, yes. that's the greatest thing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Any sort of growl, like a little growl here, a little sort of, you know, <laughs> sniff there, yeah. you know, yes. a little bit of a head tilt, like that kind of stuff is just like endlessly amusing to me for some reason. <laughs> It's so cute. It's oh so my good. God. I love that the next time I go through these stories, I'm going to be listening specifically for those moments. I think that you're amusing yes. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Oh. Yeah. These books really are just a series of me just like sort of like elbowing myself in the ribs. Like, see this? See this? <laughs> It's so perfect because they get, it gives them these, that really friendly vibe where, yeah. you know, it feels like we're hanging out with you to read them almost. And it does, it makes them incredibly accessible, which yes. I think is one of their best features, especially given how successful you are with the political commentary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it makes that political discourse more accessible as well. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Thank you. I really, I mean, that's, that's really important to me. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. I yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> Well, and speaking of, like your books are, I, I think, and something we've discussed, Chris and I, the best script on acknowledging and processing and healing from toxic masculinity. And we have, as I said, talked a lot about that on thought and the importance of having these scripts for learning behaviors. So how do you feel about your books being seen as a high bar of achievement in this regard? Like we literally named an award. <laughs> and I would like to see that trophy. Yeah. <laughs> Way. We are going to do it now. You know that, yes. right? <laughs> um, I, I'm incredibly flattered. I, I'm a little intimidated. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm I, very happy that that's there. I mean, you guys call it uh, Gay Wolf Book. For me, like the uh, sort of invisible subtitle of the series is like the emotional education of Cooper Dayton is ah, yes. what I call it like in my free time um that's so good Kristen will be thrilled by the way <laughs> <laughs> it's um yeah it's very uh, he's gone on a journey and um yeah I'm, I'm it was hard I think to write um a character that stays recognizable but does mm -hmm. go through so much sort of change important change um but um it was a exciting challenge for me and you know it's it's weird because I, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily one of those people who's like these these characters are my children but like in some ways you do start to feel sort of proud of like yeah. you know things that they um accomplish and how far they've come and you know I, I occasionally I'll have to pull like quotes or something or look back at um some of the early books and I'll see like oh like you've grown so much <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Wow. You have a lot to be proud of. Like, it, it's funny. I read a lot of YA and uh, I love it. It's a great genre and everything like that. But it is nice to kind of come into an adult sphere as well and still have that feel good sensation and still have that um, happy ending. And yeah, I'm going off script here a little bit. Chris and I have also talked a lot about how um, how much we enjoy the fact that there's drama and character development and everything but it's not contingent on the drama being like a breakup a breakup 
Yeah. That they have relationship stress, but they learn and they communicate and they grow together. And as an adult who is in a relationship and has, you know, done a lot of these, you know, kind of emotional education steps, you know, growing and learning how to communicate. And, and this is, it's so exciting. It's, it's beautiful to see the scripting and the kind of self-reflection there, you know, like there's, it's, yeah, it's, it's beautiful to see. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. I, I mean, I feel like there are so much, um, there's so much drama in a relationship. <laughs> yeah. There's certainly so there can be. Yes. <laughs> you know, there's so many roadblocks to becoming a better person that, <laughs> you know, you, you don't really need to look that hard at, you know, pulling external roadblocks in as well. You know, in some ways I feel like Cooper and Park in particular didn't have the time <laughs> for any <laughs> sort of like, you know, it's so you know, true. Oh my God. You know, <laughs> Like, when was that supposed to happen? Like, how come we got a schedule? <laughs> Let's get her done. Yeah. yeah. Key, to, key to relationship success is solving murders together is what I'm understanding. Like, you just never have time to fight. I stand exactly. by that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what they're doing between those four month oh, breaks that they can I absolutely know what but, they're uh, doing. <laughs> I was going to say each other they're doing exactly. each other <laughs> there so, you go you know professional chemistry and sexual chemistry done, done. <laughs> done. Oh, man. so when you are not plotting out uh cooper finding murders what is your go-to recreational activity um I mean, I guess I already alluded to this in our game, True. but That's I do. Uh, a relaxing activity for me is like, I, I, I'm much better when I'm moving. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I, I'm sort of like jumping all over the Zoom screen. <laughs> I, know, I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. So like I run a lot. Um, that's sort of my time for my brain to go off leash. Um, and, and where will you did there? There, nice. there you go. <laughs> scorekeeper <laughs> um yeah i hike um let's yeah I, i'll do some like you know purely for me like painting and stuff like that i find very sort of relaxing recreationally um but <laughs> now that i've joined the world of like twitter and fan art i'm like well, <laughs> not an artist <laughs> but uh yeah it's fun <laughs> i feel I feel you. Yes, I am a same. scientist, but I love to paint. Yeah. <laughs> but I am not good at it. <laughs> oh, I am not good at it. Even my, I love even it my stick figures are disproportional. So <laughs> <laughs> it's fun though. Oh, God, it's fun. fun. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I had to design that, um, that family tree um, oh, in yeah. book three. And even that was just like a rude awakening to <laughs> like, the, uh, my inability to really, really do anything. But yeah, <laughs> keep names straight, draw, draw hair, you know. <laughs> Look, drawing hair is complicated. It is. It is. Agreed. Yeah. Talk to anybody who works at Pixar. Oh. <laughs> uh, so. 
you did talk about a love of reading, um, you know, your cottage mysteries and things like that. What is your favorite thing to read? Do you have any recommendations for us? Um, yeah, I mean, romance wise, um, like paranormal romance, I, I can really only go off of like what I recently yeah, read. Yeah, yeah, please do, um, love it. But like, I read a lot of um, KJ Charles, oh, um, yeah. CL Polk is yes. great. Um, I recently read A Marvelous Light by Freya Marsk, which was amazing. That's on my list. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Um, Parker Foy does some really Ooh. fascinating, like um, beautifully poetic prose. Um, Jordan Hawk, I love uh, yes. his, like Wittershin series. So cool. <laughs> so Oh, cool. that's on my recommended list. Okay. Some of my best, some of the best monsters around, I think. Um, Allie Theron, I loved um, her her paranormal uh, series, which was like set in Prohibition time. I like any sort of um, like historicals that aren't set in your sort of typical Regency mm -hmm. is is I think mm -hmm. a really fun. Um, yeah. uh, I like uh, around that same thing. Uh, Aster Glenn Gray wrote um, a book called Honey Trap that's just so good. Um, Let's see, Jace Ellis. If you love something, it's a contemporary. Um, I loved that recently. Um, Rachel Reed does sports romance. <laughs> I love them so much. Oh my so god, good. I've read everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I am sorry, but I'm a hockey player. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Canadian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I put it together as you <laughs> said sorry and and everything, but. <laughs> I know. Sorry, I'm a hockey player. Oh my god, yeah. I can't even help Never. myself. Next, I'll be saying, "Yeah, no." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're amazing. They're yeah. amazing. Yeah, I keep trying and, to get and Chris they, onto those, but they're not quite as sporty as me. I am reading them. You just have to explain the sports to me. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm with you. I, I mean, it's literally my only sort of understanding of hockey comes yeah. from those books. Yeah. I think um, I don't want to no spoilers or anything, so I'm not going to say like which book win or whatever. But I think they were um, there was like some playoff game yeah. uh, or the playoffs. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I just kept being like, oh, they won. Great. Oh, no, they lost. What? And I was like, how many games? There's are a lot of games. Okay. <laughs> I had no idea. I was on this emotional roller coaster. When is this going to end? You should see me during playoffs. It's not okay. <laughs> I have to hide behind my own couch. Okay. Like, if my team makes it to playoffs, I'm just like, I'm unwell the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm right there with you, Charlie. I never have any idea what's going on on the page. And I just hope the book explains how I'm supposed to feel at this moment. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I rely on, too. I yeah. know. Like Three happy? books in, I, got, okay. I figured out a hat trick. That's, that's, you know, that's the level that we're talking here. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I'm aware of the hockey thing. <laughs> Look, hat trick is three goals in one game. You're good. <laughs> oh, uh, this, this is opening up my eyes. <laughs> I got you, boo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We should honestly, we should honestly do a spinoff podcast. It's just Bronwyn explains hockey to people. <laughs> I would listen I to that. that. Yeah, right? I need that. All, All right. right. <laughs> thirsty on hockey coming this fall. Hey, we're going to do Thirsty on Cults with John, doing, right? So. We're doing an episode called Thirsty on Cults coming up. So, wow. That yeah. sounds fun fun yeah. welcome to join us yeah i know we love a cult join we love us a cult. <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah you did advertising that i'm a cult leader right like that's <laughs> i've 
just, you know, some people get voted most likely to succeed. I got voted most likely to start a cult. <laughs> There's that elf energy coming in. <laughs> yeah, some no call chance. it cult, some call it pack, you know. Exactly. Yeah. You call it family, you know, whatever you want to call exactly. it. Yeah. Yeah. Potato, potato. <laughs> Either way, I lead. Yeah. <laughs> As long as Charlie I get a wins, matching outfit. We're good. I'm okay. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have to have a matching outfit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I made t shirts. New show merch is just the Chris cult. Is that what we're. <laughs> I mean, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. What is the best thing that happened as a result of bringing Coop and Ollie into the world? Um, <laughs> uh, I think that uh, some of the feedback that I've gotten, I guess, the um, sort of fans who have reached out with the ways that these stories have touched their lives mm. or sometimes gotten them through like a slightly difficult time or um been uplifting or been some sort of like um brought a smile to their face that kind of thing i always really appreciate hearing and i think it's um yeah it just makes me really happy um yeah <laughs> and just yeah. my learning to craft a, a full you know a book <laughs> i guess is like also <laughs> just made me happy and changed my sort of perspective on like whether i could write basically on a more selfish note <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think the answer is a resounding yes. So yeah. two thumbs way up. Absolutely. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> What's your favorite part of that process though? Like for the writing from sort of beginning, it doesn't even have to be writing, but just like beginning of your creative process to seeing it realized. Um, I'm probably happiest when I'm revising. Um, I love, yeah, I love that aspect of it. I like the sort of, um, Mm, I'm past the plotting point, which is my least favorite part of it. Um, and I get to just sort of fine tune like their banter or like um, the descriptions and, and really like sort of dig into emotional arcs, which are sort of my uh, um, my favorite parts of that. Yeah. And anytime that the banter is flowing, um, I love that part of it. Yeah. Anytime I get to describe a room, too. <laughs> I don't know if this is, like, too obvious, but sometimes, like, I'm like, do I actually like writing mysteries, or do I just like an excuse to, like, go through people's drawers and describe it? Oh, <laughs> like, look, you know, I'm not sure. I know sure. we're going to get into it later, and this is totally spoiler-free, but I can a thousand percent see that in Pack of Lies specifically. <laughs> yeah. There are yeah, a couple of scenes in Pack of Lies, and I have a Pack of Lies, and I was just like, Oh, the description of this is spectacular. I'm here. I can feel it. I can see it. I can smell it. Yes. <laughs> I was similarly going to say there is not, but if there's not a few going through George's scenes in that book. So. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I love going through a drawer. <laughs> Now, me too. I mean, I, I, didn't, who does I didn't know like, that about myself. But. Yeah, but we're all going to be uninvited to people's houses after yeah. this podcast drops, but who doesn't? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, it's so fun. It tells so you good. so much about the character. I, I love yes. it. <laughs> it's just like, is this does. a clue or is it just, you know, yeah. a weird piece of sculptural art that is, you know, setting <laughs> yeah. a mood? Yeah. <laughs> You'll never know in my books. I think the answer might be Facts. yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sometimes you can set a mood and reveal the mystery. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh. <laughs> so is there something or someone in particularly in particular who inspires you artistically? Um I think this is not like a person, but anytime that I'm feeling sort of uh low on creative energy um sort of i guess this goes back to the cozy mystery situation where something that gets me back into that mood and reminds me why i love this and like sort of the, the vibe that i most um that i get most excited about in in the books is um returning to those like you know agatha christie stories those sort of you know the thin man <laughs> like i love rewatching and yeah you know oh, the original like sherlock holmes you know mm -hmm. i i love i love a closed cast of quirky characters mm. in like one to three locations tops with like a confrontation in the parlor like you know <laughs> that is what inspires me artistically so anytime i can bottle that and just like at the side of my it. face <laughs> Please tell me you've seen the movie Clue. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> good, good, good. I was like, that would be right up your alley. So. Yeah, yeah. I just got, I'm living in Clue all the time. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because if you can, you should. As you should. <laughs> Why wouldn't you if you can? Yeah. So you have said to us before that you identify more on the Cooper end of the Coop to Ollie spectrum. Um, so have you always been a seditious chaos gremlin or is that something you grew into? <laughs> um, oh gosh, gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that I am a chronic disaster acute seditionist you know um yeah. love that <laughs> I, yeah seriously i adore that as a descriptor yeah. like that's fabulous I was gonna say, is, that, is that your twitter bio because <laughs> it should be there you go put that on our cult t-shirts <laughs> i'm writing it down <laughs> yeah i think that I mean, I've, I have his sort of suspicion of systems and I always have that sort of wariness of systems. I think that I was trying to give that to him <laughs> as the series goes yeah. on. Um, but now he's outpaced me in actual sort of, you know, action. <laughs> so <laughs> he's in a little bit more of a position of, of um, being Fair. able to do things than I am at this point. So it's just Perhaps. sort of like yeah. nurtured that and then set him out into his... <laughs> world to do whatever chaos he will <laughs> and he will and he will and he yes. will yeah absolutely <laughs> well as as a chaos gremlin myself i felt very seen by the cooper yes. so i obviously identify more on the order unicorn side of things <laughs> <laughs> i have my own chaos energy yes it is just tempered by ocd <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, my OCD does nothing to temper this. <laughs> it's a clever little trick. <laughs> so your books are 
five alarms spicy in the best possible way. Mm-hmm. You also have an incredible talent for including consent language in your sex scenes. Is that something that comes naturally to you? Or did you put a lot of intention into doing that? Um, I think, <laughs> I think it's a little bit of a combination. I think that it was already something that, um, um, I mean, I definitely in, was intentionally aware of it um, mm-hmm. and, and would always try to check over, I guess, more um, to make sure that it was where I wanted it to be with um, mm-hmm. consent language and them always sort of like communicating and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that, um, particularly because they do um, role play with a lot of power dynamic stuff. Yeah. I think it, mm-hmm. it was something that I had to make sure that, you know, is this coming across the way that I want it to mm-hmm. and do they feel like they're having, you know fun (laughs) um but then i don't really see um as far as the natural aspect of it go i don't see the sex scenes as like too separate from the plot so Mm -hmm. i guess it naturally flowed in that way as another opportunity to demonstrate the way that they're sort of learning to communicate with each other um across the series and how they're able to pick up on like verbal and nonverbal cues from each yeah. other was really important to me. And I think in some ways um, it sort of like paved the way, like their communication um, sexually is sort of paved the way for learning how, where each other's boundaries were sort of outside mm-hmm. of that as well. Um, so in that way, it flowed naturally, I think. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, that Absolutely. makes perfect sense. And it, it fits with the way it, read as well um because they definitely read naturally yes yeah um in a way that isn't always true <laughs> yeah um but not just the sex itself read naturally the consent language did yeah which is fabulous and again speaks to that script that we talk about because you know i mean i grew up in the 80s like <laughs> You, there was, was a, there has been in my life a lot of pushback on consent language mm-hmm. and so to see something like that where they are role-playing with power dynamic and they are you know negotiating this relationship from almost an enemies to lovers kind of place yeah. you know into a very committed partnership mm-hmm. and to have that consent language through the whole process beginning to end like and obviously not complete end but end to what we have available um <laughs> i like the smile um <laughs> we're just assuming that there will always yes. be more books you know we're not asking you that we're, we're just, just hoping you're you know, just telling me yeah, yeah, I guess. yeah, the yeah. World, you know i was gonna say there will be more books charlie <laughs> but it is just it's so lovely to see that and to have it read as natural and to have it read as a as a pleasurable part of the process yeah is it's very exciting like it It is very exciting it it was actually kind of a (laughs) turn-on it was very sexy and it should be (laughs) I I agree (laughs) yeah I think that there's still like you know even now a lot of talk about like um it's like oh that that's awkward or like i don't want to interrupt the flow of this right. to say that or like but th- then you're not doing it right exactly, <laughs> then, you know? exactly. exactly. oh my god <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, this is that's... how you do it right. Here's a book. <laughs> Here's a series. <laughs> yes. Do oh. your research. Facts. <laughs> Facts for days. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I wanted it to be a relationship where you're like, hey, this has the potential to be healthy. And so to start on any other note with that, you know, yeah, would exactly. not gone well. So absolutely. No, it was, it was sort of just like a hard, hard rule for me. Yeah. I love it. Um, <laughs> going in a completely different direction. Uh, do you have like a comfort habit? Do you have like a game you play or a book or a trope or a style you read, a place you visit, something that's completely calming? Um, <laughs> um, I already said that I do the, I guess like running, yeah. it calms me down. Um, when I've just got, yeah, too much going on. Um, yeah. Painting relaxes me. Um, I love, <laughs> I love bargain hunting. It's a little, yeah. I love going to like flea markets and browsing or like hunting for something, you know, that's odd awesome. i like you know acquiring odd items I, I gave that to that particular trope to park um yes. the vase <laughs> oh the, my yeah. god the vase the vase yeah i don't know i i'm and not quite at that level yeah <laughs> i wouldn't buy a huge empty uh vase but um <laughs> but but I would, but I actually own a, like a brass, um, you know, C, uh, uh, a C oh, scope. Yes. Still. So, so yeah, <laughs> put that in as a little sort of nod to myself. Yes. I mean, I think you have to, you have to have some of yourself in something like this when you're, when you're creating something like that, you've got to include yourself in there. There's, I mean, what are you doing if you're not doing that? <laughs> Oh. Yeah. So, assuming there are more books to come, <laughs> how much of an overarching story do you have plotted out? Like when you started book one, did you know where you were going to go for five, six, seven, eight, or nine? Uh, <laughs> like, do you know where the boys will end up, or is it as much a surprise to you as it is the rest of us? My first contract, um, with Karina was for just three and so really that was sort of all that I had in mind mm. at that time because I wasn't you know I had no real expectations of what this could be um whether I would be published at all um and so in some ways I sort of have vague <laughs> goal posts for um chunks of them so for the first three I knew that I wanted to get you know Cooper uh out of the BSI and to begin questioning um that system and then as a goal post for like the next two were the next chunk. Um, like I knew I wanted him to start, you know, being very suspicious of all systems <laughs> and, you know, sort of beginning to question his role that he plays within these systems and, and sort of what he can be and can't be moving forward. Um, so I, in that way, I have that, those planned, but as far as like real specifics, it is, uh, yeah, a surprise is putting it mildly. Yes. <laughs> I wish I could, I wish I was one of those people who had like a 15 book arc, like mapped out. And I'm always <laughs> going to tell myself, like, I'm always saying like, yeah, you're going to be one of those people. You're going to wake up different tomorrow <laughs> sit down with red thread and, you know, fork board and really just bang this stuff out. But, um, you know, yeah, so you're going to have a murder no. board. You're going to have a murder board. You know, I, yeah. that. I, I need that. a murder board. <laughs> I'm just imagining the murder board. It's just like 
Cooper and Ollie fuck and then align to the next thing. (laughs) Cooper messes something up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. You're saying that's not how I'm supposed to be planning out my mortar bird? Mortar bird. (laughs) Mortar board. No, I think that's exactly what it's supposed to look like. I I think so too. Keep it simple, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Yep. I love it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. If you could go on any kind of grand adventure, what would that look like? Like, are we talking about that? You know, cliff in Greece that Park wants to go to. Oh yeah. Oh, that was fun. Um. Um, yeah, I mean, I would, I, I love traveling. I would love to travel more. I obviously haven't recently, but, um, yeah, I would, I would go to a cliff in Greece. I was, you know, are we talking like realistic sort of, uh, <laughs> or Let's are we talking We're anything? Talking like anything and anything. then maybe realistic. Yeah. I mean, I want to, I, I feel so starved for adventure right now. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I want to do like some museum heist. I'm just being my way. <laughs> to like Iceland, you know, and then I'm, I'm gonna like, re- like hide in a fishing village and, and maybe hit up a hot spring. Like that's, that's my next grand adventure. I can maybe recommend I'll... a couple in Iceland because I, I did my field work there. I spent a oh, month really? there. So... <laughs> oh, so you're hosting my hideaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. yes. We will, we will keep you safe when you commit this heist. Thank yeah. you. I can tell yes. you a couple I mean, places to hide. I was going to say, she'll keep you safe. I'm volunteering to heist with you. Yes. <laughs> this is how it works. Yeah, <laughs> That's that Cooper and Park energy. There yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got your back. They're setting off the alarm. <laughs> because <laughs> yes. that's the cooper energy right i yeah, would try yeah. to do it but i would accidentally set off the alarm yeah that's okay you'll monologue with the killer for a while it's all good it's true it's true <laughs> oh my god you'll tell them how to do it right <laughs> yeah here's where you went wrong yeah <laughs> we actually after the first so when we were reading the books the first time um I, I read at a ridiculous pace. So I outpace everybody and then I reread and then I come back and I go through it again. And I do. So I had, I had to hold off reading books for a couple of days just so, to let Chris get started on some, <laughs> but I had definitely gone through book four before they'd even finished book three. So, <laughs> but I was dying to get a therapist's perspective on book four because I was just like oh my god this is amazing that's true, that's true. Like the, <laughs> so getting Chris's snaps through this book <laughs> and they're going on about what a great therapist the killer is <laughs> and I'm like just well, trying my hardest not to give it away you murder people but you're otherwise good at your job right yeah. I mean, everybody's got a flaw. Look, Hannibal Lecter, also a good therapist. I'm just saying. There you go. I mean, we all have one little flaw. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Nobody's perfect. Nobody yeah, is nobody's perfect. perfect. Yeah. 
Yeah. That was, that was <laughs> glorious for me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I'm not I'm, I'm glad quite... that the therapy was. <laughs> it was great. You were oh. doing something right. Yeah. yeah. All the therapists in the retreat were amazing. Truly. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. We spent I, a lot you... of time talking about how we were going to end up at a therapy retreat. <laughs> Which probably will involve murders because yeah. us. Because yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so do you have a favorite superhero? Okay, I, uh, I'm <laughs> going to come in really bad with this question. I've only seen like four superhero movies in my entire okay. life. And okay. that includes like Christopher Reeve's Superman. Like I'm really <laughs> no father. <laughs> yeah, exactly. great at that. Um, so I would have to choose between, <laughs> you know, four, yes. I guess. One of the yep. four. Yep. Yeah, and two of them are Spider-Man. So <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm really cutting it down hard here. <laughs> So oh. Spider-Man, Superman, what's the third one? Yeah, right? Uh, I saw Black Panther. There you go. Ooh, Spider-Man, excellent. Superman, okay, Black go. Panther. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Black, yeah. Into the Spider-Verse was mm, one of them. So That's a really like, good one. Wow, you made some good choices. You did though. make some good choices. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And well, the other one was, um, what's his name? Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, oh, that yeah. first one. Yeah, that one's a great movie. That's a great movie. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah. Did, you somehow managed to pick like four amazing superhero movies See? to be your only four. So Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, you could yeah. have done a lot worse, believe me. Right, right. <laughs> oh my what God. I worry about. I was like, you know what? Stop while you're ahead. Yeah. Yep. The two no, of us have having seen watched every... a plethora. You could definitely say. have done worse. <laughs> Facts. Oh, man. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. From those four movies, I will say that I love, I mean, I already said I love secret identities. So yeah. there's something about putting your glasses on <laughs> and yes. becoming Clark Kent right? that I find endlessly hilarious yeah so i'm gonna have to go with that yeah yeah yes and christopher reeve was a fantastic fantastic he was a great superman superman he was great yeah it's just like the whole posture changing between the two yeah wow yeah he thought he that honestly he was fabulous i still love this movie you too those are great they hold up yeah so do you guys have favorite superheroes oh yeah oh god how would i pick (laughs) i know i mean we don't have uh favorites yeah but you know favorite is so abused in my vocabulary (laughs) i'm I'm over here like loki winter soldier squirrel girl um miss marvel miss marvel oh love miss marvel and it's I funny do love I, Loki from like Norse myths. Like, like I love a oh, yes. your energy. So yeah. of course like, you do. You're a chaos gremlin. We've already yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Yeah. You're the Loki variant on this show, FYI. <laughs> I mean you and Chris. So <laughs> yes. I don't know if I could pick a favorite superhero to be honest. I mean, I I, I could just list for days and not be done. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I don't even like I've I see all of the superhero stuff mm-hmm. like that I do that I mean between my own love of stuff like that and then Steve's kind of work related necessities I it's just a thing we do but mm-hmm. when I'm reading comics I I don't tend towards the superhero stuff I mm-hmm. I, I tend towards different styles of story in comics mm-hmm. um also as the person sitting here with a Batman comic uh podcast I feel like it's a I just did not even say Batman so that <laughs> Okay. Of all Let's of Let's dig the into bat- that. Right? <laughs> Let's sit with that for a minute. <laughs> oh my God. It's so cool to be on a podcast with Chris and have somebody else wearing the therapy hat because you very much just put it on. 
<laughs> just FYI, I watched it. <laughs> I think what happened was he's transcended superhero and become like part of my family. Okay, God. <laughs> Okay, we can return to that later if it's more comfortable for you, but, you know. (laughs) Brad, what is this? What it's like talking to me? Yes. (laughs) In the best possible way. Absolutely it is. Yes. (laughs) That was glorious. Every minute of it. Just every Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh. Brad, let's ask the next question. Yeah, I was going to say, while we let Chris recover... (laughs) How much research goes into your books? Can you talk us through your process for that, for bringing your characters and mysteries to life? Yeah, um, I, I research. (laughs) (laughs) Enough said. Yeah. What are you trying to say? I mean, I love it. I mean, I'm here for it. Uh, No, I, I, I research probably not as much as, you know, people who write historicals and that sort of thing, but there's always something I don't know. Um, and I really use it as a, I guess mostly in the plotting stage, I'm like, uh, it's very much a procrastination sort of um, tool for me. Uh, or I'm just like, yeah, this is part of writing, right? You know, yeah, I, I'm, I think, let's see, what was it? Um, in Cry Wolf, the fifth book, um, originally Sophie was going to have a much bigger role. Um, and she was, I, I needed her sort of, a reason for her to be at the zoo like all the time <laughs> and i was trying so hard to figure out like okay so i she has a vet clinic in the second book right so like can she now work with like can she be an exotic veterinarian like how could and i was like neck deep in like vet courses i was like three quarters of the way to the degree myself you know <laughs> and is any of that actually in that book absolutely not um <laughs> and yet you know what the best part of that is there probably in doing all of that research it really lent to the fact that like the little tiny details can really either sell or knock you out of a story right yeah and it never even occurred to me and I've read this book so many times to question her presence in the zoo yeah yeah like not because I don't question things but because it's well explained it's not it's not over explained it's not you know a huge part of the plot mm-hmm. but it is described and it, she does have a role there and it makes yeah. sense it's you know it's part of that process so it works yeah thank you i mean that that's good to hear it's a little little sad cuz i spent like a week <laughs> <laughs> You know, on what uh, surmounted to like a line. Um, yeah, but yeah, when you, yeah, great. When Good. you inevitably great do line, a... though. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, great when lines. Yeah, great gowns. We do a Sophie spinoff about her uh, becoming the veterinarian to werewolves. There you go. Hey, exactly. yes. I know. That's why I first wanted her to be a veterinarian because I was like, what is she going to pick up on? <laughs> God, that's so funny. Yes. Like, what if, what if, what if, sorry yeah. no, no i was gonna say one of these days she's just gonna be like you know ollie always moves his head like this it's so like a dog it's so yeah. weird yeah <laughs> well and now i feel like she could have like a total sideline as a as a werewolf massage therapist you know because cooper has so much trouble with that <laughs> yeah oh, God, oh you're so right oh my god you're you're bringing up so many things both of you like <laughs> that i was going to follow <laughs> 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 I remember 
there's like the massage uh reggie right um yep. yes yeah and book four mm -hmm. and i i mean i i was looking into so many sort of like oh acupuncture and like where did we carry our pain and like oh my god i love it yeah did that go into it no <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you have to write more yeah, yeah. you have that's, more that's stuff what to I'm write doing. that's mm -hmm. what it is <laughs> maybe yeah maybe in the meantime like a collected short stories of like all yes. these little moments that like yeah. listen i did the work <laughs> I kind of, you know what I want? I want a short story of Vanessa dumping her husband. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I yep. love Vanessa. Me too. I love Vanessa so much. Vanessa's perfect. Yeah, she's so good. I wanted to bring her into, I mean, I, could, I couldn't. I don't know if this, no. this is not a spoiler. I couldn't bring her into Pack of Lies, but I was like, I want to. I, 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 I did. I wanted her in Pack of Lies. And I understand, like, it didn't yeah. make sense. Like, yes. Absolutely. But I wanted it so bad. I know. <laughs> I love her so much. She was just, oh my God, she was glorious. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. She was um, yeah, originally two different characters and then mm. was combined into one one super character. Succeeded. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Bigger than the sum of her parts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so what is your favorite place in the world and why do you love it? Um I, I don't know if I like misinterpret this question, but I was Ooh. gonna say the bathtub. <laughs> like, is oh, that the wrong it. answer? I love it. No, oh, okay. there is no way to misinterpret something yeah. okay, at all. Say. all right. So that's amazing. Also, yeah. yes. I'm <laughs> only yeah. I'm, I'm at my happiest when I'm submerged in water. I've yeah. probably written like seventy percent of these books like <laughs> in the bathtub. I love that. Yes. <laughs> Yep. yeah yeah it's so what just, you're saying is secretly you're a water pokemon maybe yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. okay but <laughs> is there one that's only like this the entire time <laughs> i mean i'll i'll log in say, and find out but i probably yes <laughs> i was gonna say there's like two thousand i'm sure at this point there's at least one that looks like this yes. <laughs> this I'm is sure a good ben podcast content oh, for sure <laughs> Uh, so listeners, Charlie raised her hands up to chin level and waved as if hitting a keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> this is how I type, yeah. That's why it goes so, it takes so long for me to write a book. Yeah. <laughs> Look, if it's bath time, I can understand that and I'm, I'm on board. So, hey, you do you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thousand percent. There's something about yeah, just that uh, my brain's my brain's flowing. <laughs> I'm just like in water. I don't know why. Uh, no, no. Our evil chat of evil <laughs> has an entire like subsection of conversations of shower thoughts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, it's a thing. Yeah. It absolutely is. It's a huge it's thing. But then it's like I can't I I can't spend all of my time getting in and out of the shower. You know what can't I mean? You? That's when. <laughs> well, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> I I may have said uh, Bronwyn more than more than a few unhinged post shower snaps where yeah. I'm just like, look, I am wearing a towel, but I had to talk to you immediately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. where are you? Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. questions. It's fine. I, yeah, I know. I'm currently like dripping water because I got out of the shower and immediately snapped you my thoughts. <laughs> If you wait until even like crossing the bathroom threshold, it's it takes, gone. It's gone. It takes yeah. it away. It's yeah. like waking up out of a dream, right? You have yeah. to say it immediately or it's gone. It's yeah. gone forever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm -hmm. I've lost most of my plot ideas to that. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> 
So we did pose the question to our Regal Chatter people mm -hmm. saying that, you know, we are speaking with Charlie Adhara and everyone, Charlie Adhara, sorry, I apologize. We do go back and forth on that one. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and everyone there, we're getting to read your books. So <laughs> Kristen came back with a few questions for you. Uh, more like a question and, and uh, a couple of comments, but <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> this really is great. Um, the best Q and A's. No, exactly. <laughs> if you classify your friends and family on the uh, the Cooper Park Eli scale, like do you have like the the way Chris and I are are Coop and Park? Do you have your friends and family sort of associated into roles like that? Um, I. I don't. And I, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's because I spend too much time thinking about them. <laughs> yeah. So it feels almost like, like in, uh, I don't know. I don't know why I don't. It's interesting. But yeah. um, yeah, I, I don't, I tend to think of them as very separate, <laughs> you know, people, yeah. <laughs> you know, who, like, I'll, I'll definitely see qualities, I guess, in people's, but um it's hard for me to assign that sort of mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah. you're Cooper, because then I feel like I'm saddling them with so much baggage. You know? <laughs> you know? That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. That is fair. Uh, and Kristen would also like to know if you have a favorite character. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is a hard question. Yeah. Um, I think that they... I there are qualities of each mm. character that i prefer mm -hmm. over the other i don't think i can pick someone as a you know as a whole being over someone mm -hmm. else um like cooper has my favorite um sense of humor his sense mm -hmm. of humor is very <laughs> in line with my own um he gets all his <laughs> best jokes from me um, <laughs> <laughs> Eli is like aspirational. Like yeah. that's who oh, yeah. I wish I was. Oh. That's who I wanted to grow up to be. I was gonna know? say Eli that... is the absolute epitome of a sasshole in the best yes. possible way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was gonna so, say, isn't he yeah. who we all want to be? Yeah. Like, yeah. Aspirational is the best word to describe mm -hmm. Eli. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Every time he's in a scene, I was just like, yes, Eli. Yes. yes. How can mm -hmm. I, you know, give me some of your power? You know. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you getting this from? Why am I not living your life? Um, I want to run, rule an entire room with my charisma alone wearing only a thigh length sweater. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to come up to all of my ex's new boyfriends and lick them. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that is how you enter. That's okay. How oh, enter. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you make an impression. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I love goals. Him. <laughs> and then Park's just a good guy. <laughs> he's just a good boy, a good good boy. He's a good, good boy. boy. He just needs he needs he's so yeah. Oh my god, I'm so worried about him. <laughs> he needs so much. <laughs> he needs so much. He's um such a sweetie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, poor Park. He got kind of the short end there with little middle child syndrome there, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I love how considerate and yeah. observational Park mm -hmm. is, and I wish yeah. I was more sort of giving um, and able to sort of, you know, the way that he is able to love Cooper is, I think, a really wonderful quality of his. Yeah. So he's very sweet. Yeah. yeah. Like you are, Bronwyn. Aww. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, Kristen also says, 
Um, I know you guys will do this, but I want to add my voice in about how much I adore Cooper's growth and self-awareness. And I love so much how much he hates Park's home decor choices. The line about the big vase in the entry kills me in such a good way. <laughs> yep. That's great. Thank yep. you. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> that was, I love that. I love that that vase made it into actually. Oh my God. <laughs> It's that was hysterical. Incredible. I want to add this to the short story list that I need to put together. Like, I want just like yeah. Park dragging Cooper around like a flea market. <laughs> yes! And, and Cooper just getting so uncomfortable with how much bargaining. I feel like that's when Park's like hunting instincts are yes. coming out. Yes. You know? yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, and then Cooper's passive aggressive side shows up with the little umbrellas that end up inside the vase like yeah whether it be yeah. like a full like, uh sized umbrella or like little drink umbrellas or like <laughs> umbrellas. yeah absolutely percent. <laughs> oh man <laughs> so we can't let you go without talking a little bit about pack of lies of course. yes so pack of lies pre-order it because it's coming out soon yes and yes absolutely have already pre-ordered oh, yes yes maybe in the audiobook as well so i was gonna say and, and we have already read it and we yeah. are obsessed yay yay thank you oh i'm so excited for it to come out yes thank please you. pre-order it's yes. ebook it's paperback for the first time and, yeah and um and audiobook yeah yeah i yes. love the audiobook so Me much too. like i like having the ebook so that i can read it like just whenever and whenever I need mm. quiet and stuff like that. But mm. having the audiobook opens up so much accessibility so yeah. I can be sort of surrounded in the story all of the time. And so I like having that option. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been I'm the so... narration of more than one of my road trips, I will say. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and most of my work life. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so your drinking water is safe and Gay Wolf Book guarantees it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Safe drinking water brought to you by Gay Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> Park approved taps. Exactly. Yes. Oh, oh my God. Yes. I'm going to start putting that on stickers. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, I know we can't talk any kind of spoilers or plot specifics, but literally the first sentence of Pack of Lies hit me in the face. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh my real. God. So there's, there's definitely for me, a tonal shift from the Coop Ollie storyline of processing toxic masculinity and learning to communicate in healthy relationships into something that's sort of arguably darker and raw with Eli and Julian and the exploration of grief and trauma recovery. So like, do you go into these stories with those specific ideas predetermined or do the characters lead you there? Like, which came first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, I mean, it was, it was an interesting position to be in, I guess, because Eli sort of already had, um, not all of his story. There's definitely some secrets um, mm -hmm. to be explored through the mm -hmm. series. Um, but I knew that readers who had already read Cooper and Park's story um, would know some things about Eli. So I already had this sort of predetermined um, arc for him, I guess, in some ways, at least for this first book. And then it was a matter of like kind of playing the match game, you know, figuring out, well, what, you know, who is going to... <laughs> Who deserves Eli? <laughs> this is a big question. I, I was going to say, no one. But no yeah. one. I know. <laughs> how that, close that was... can you get? <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, that was what I ran into a couple of times. Where I'm like, you know, I, I don't know. I want someone, I want someone really worthy of him. Um, yeah. 
but then I, grief was something that I was particularly interested in exploring mm. in this series. And I, I mean, I want to say that I don't think it's a sad book. No. <laughs> no, 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 it's a lot of fun. Yeah, but it's um, but gr learning how to, I guess it was important to me in this series to mm. sort of explore how you don't necessarily you know you don't move on from grief you like relearn how to live with grief and and sort of how to mm -hmm. find joy while you're grieving and how to refine your curiosity about the world through grief and that felt like a perfect match to eli for me who inspires curiosity you know who yeah. inspires joy um mm. and you know i don't think they they're not going to fix each other but like cooper and park um this sort of desire to work on yourself and to sort of you know find joy and um relearn life i guess yeah. um yeah. is sort of prompted by the excitement of meeting someone right. who's sort of um yeah, yeah. meeting someone like eli yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, oh, that is so powerfully said first of all that's honestly incredible. So what would you say was your top priority in getting to know Eli's story after having gotten to know Coop and Ollie? Um, I, I mean, I love how, I love, I love Eli. I don't know if I've made I mean, that clear. <laughs> right. We don't, we don't, we don't feel that at all. Yeah, I don't know exactly. Right, about. right. I know. I feel like I'm rapidly moving towards like, oh, wait, who did you say your favorite character was? You couldn't choose? Yeah, I was going to say. Is. <laughs> I'm writing him right now. Yeah, so that's yeah. what also leads me yeah. a little bit towards uh, his bias. Um, yeah, right. But with Eli, I think he's only given, he's only allowed to be so much in, mm -hmm. in Cooper and Park's story, right? Mm -hmm. um, where you're only seeing him through Park, Cooper's eyes. Um, you're only seeing that sort of flirtatious, mischievous, you know, effervescent person. Um and so for me, it was important to find out what was beneath that um, and sort of what drives someone to be so um, relentlessly charming. <laughs> so sort of um, uh, have such a persona and need to walk into every mm. room with such an aura, you know, mm. because I think that that sometimes, I mean, that's, that's a great personality to have, but sometimes I think it speaks to something else going on. And it was important to me to sort of figure that out and give Eli his depth and, um, and, and find that for him and, and make sure that he's okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, <laughs> I know. That interview feels emotional. <laughs> um, one of the things I really liked about reading Pack of Lies um, is that it, it is, it's got that same sort of vibe to it. Like, obviously it's got your voice and everything, but it is a little bit different. And one of the things that was different is the alternating perspectives. Mm -hmm. So what was the driving force behind that choice? Um, yeah, it's my first time doing a dual point of view. Um, and that was a new and exciting challenge for me during the writing mm -hmm. process because it was <laughs> very different <laughs> yeah. um, and, and really affected the plot. But really, I feel like this story couldn't be told any other way. It, it could not have been told from just one, mm -hmm. one point of view. Um, having Eli as one of the um, perspectives um, was very, I was looking forward to a lot because it's a way for me to sort of dive into um, 
the wolf world in a mm. way that I could not have done with Cooper. Um, because, um, as we like, we talked about before a little bit, um, with Cooper, all of his understanding of wolves and wolf politics mm. and, and everything about them, their culture, um, is, you know, as coming, it's an outsider perspective and it always mm -hmm. will be. And, um, that, that can't change and he can't have the same sort of understanding of it that a wolf can. Um, and it's sort of filtered through a lot of, uh, through Park and Park's mm -hmm. perspective, who has a very distinct position in that world. Um, mm -hmm. and it's something that I think Cooper, you know, can eventually start to question or he is questioning it a little bit mm -hmm. by the end of, um, mm -hmm. uh, book five. Um, yeah. And so having Eli as like, I get to explore so many different things about wolves. I get to sort of like, you know, re-examine uh, things that Cooper would have known or you think you know as sort of like a, a reader through Cooper's mm -hmm. eyes um, in a new way, you know, because he holds such a different position in that world, mm -hmm. um, which is exciting for me. Um, and again, like I wanted to be able to sort of dive into his his depth like what's going on beneath the surface and i could only tell that from his perspective um and then i went with dual um because julian uh, you know it was that was the my sort of way to explore um grief and yeah. um <laughs> and the whole reason i started writing paranormal stuff urban fantasy is because i wanted to have like a you know a, a human being like Oh, that was a weird noise. Oh, that was, that was so fast. And I can't believe I went through five freaking books. Yes. <laughs> I'm not being able to do that when that was the whole reason I did this to begin with. That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, finally, finally got to it with Julian. Yes. I love it. I love it. It was worth the wait for it sure. Was. <laughs> Julian is amazing. Like I'm, I'm very excited for listeners to get to read this character and get to know him the way we already have. Because yeah. again, I would, I would to kill for him die for him whatever he asks yeah <laughs> I'm down <laughs> yeah Julian's amazing I mean Julian and Eli together obviously oh, yeah. but I, I love that we do get that wolf perspective in this as well as the human perspective it really does yeah sort of give an additional layer to this whole world that we didn't get before and it's really neat to kind of compare and have both perspectives going because like I'm listening to the to the one series and during the day and reading the other at night and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wolf central over here. Yeah, exactly. Immersive. So I'm, wow. yeah, I've got, yeah. uh, it is, it's very immersive. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you could say she's in the wolf den. Yes. That's my point. That's my point. I need it. All right. Hide right. across the board. I like it right there. <laughs> <laughs> But so, it's neat because there are already details in Pack of Lies that are just sort of peppered in there. And they're not like highlighted. There's not like, mm. you know, oh, hey, look, everybody, this is different. You didn't hear about this in the first story. <laughs> it's not like that. It, but if yeah. you are familiar with the Cooper and Ollie arc, you'll be like, I don't remember that. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> There's no way Cooper would know that. And Park wouldn't think to tell him. Yeah. 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 yeah, so he didn't tell him, or he he didn't tell him for whatever reason. <laughs> well, yeah. and six of one, half dozen of the other, right? right. Mm -hmm. so... Yeah. <laughs> I know. So considering, obviously, we're coming into these books having read and devoured and devoted our lives to yeah. the other five, <laughs> but would you intend for this to be a series that people could jump in on on their own? What was your thought process there? Yeah, I, my goal is definitely that you can jump into this series without having read um, 
uh, Cooper and Park series, um, which is called the Big Bad Wolf series. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even I forgot. I was just like, what is it called? Exactly. Game of Book? Yeah. You're the worst. I'm so sorry. Two, two hours into the recording. <laughs> the series is called. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Oh my God! The oh. Bad Wolf series. I swear we'll put that in the title. Yeah. No, it's it's in there. It's fine. <laughs> but you should be able to read it. Um, if you are already familiar with, you know, the first series, then yeah, of course it will add some, some context. You know, I try to sort of cover ground that you need to know for this um, new series, but in a different way, hopefully, from how I did it in the first one. So that even if you've read it, um, it still maybe gives you a little something new, a little sort of different perspective on it. Um, um, so that, but, but people who haven't read the first series, yes, can't come to it. Um, and you should be able to understand it fine. You might wonder who, you know, well, yeah, you might wonder yeah. if some of these other characters have appeared before, but um, you, you should be fine. <laughs> yes, and some of them have and some of them haven't. So That's true. <laughs> exactly. exactly. We'll let you find that out on your own. Listen Part of the mystery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, when you started writing these, did you always plan to have a spinoff or did Eli kind of force your hand by being a charming, charismatic goblin? <laughs> Goblins and gremlins, oh my. Exactly. Look, <laughs> cryptids. Cryptids. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, let's see. You know, when he appeared in the third book, um, Throne to the Wolves, uh, I was not thinking of a spinoff. Um, he just sort of ripped onto the page, did some licking. Did yes, he did. He sure did. <laughs> yeah, made some made some coy comments and uh, sort of jumped out of there, you know. And I was like, oh, I, I wanted, I had to stop myself from putting him in so many more scenes in yeah. Throne of the Wolves because he was just so fun. He was yeah. so yeah. fun. Um, and I, I loved the dynamic between, you know, him and Cooper. Uh, yeah. And I love the dynamic between him and Park because, like, that a big part of that for me was I want to have, you know, a healthy relationship with an ex in this yes, series. Yeah, exactly. And Cooper was not providing, so... <laughs> oh, he was not. He was no. not. Cooper has never met an ex that wasn't toxic to me. Yeah, that's, that is true. No, his yeah. first healthy relationship, he's like, oh, I'm never letting this one go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I gotta marry this man because... <laughs> this is the one time I did it right. Nope, this is... Nope, holding on. Yeah. <laughs> Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> Poor Cooper. Oh no. <laughs> um, yeah, so I needed one healthy ex <laughs> or to sort of show a relationship, you know, with an ex that was like, Oh, look, they're they're friends and that's great. Um and, and they're family in a lot of ways and that's great. Um yeah. and so I loved him and then why by the time I was writing book five or, or planning to write book five, I was like I want to spin off with Eli. I miss Eli. I, I want to write that character so much more. And so I kind of, I was like, built, you know, some of that fifth book plot. Cause I was like, wanted to remind people, yes. you know, that this was a good character. Yes. Uh, and then maybe I could get like um, a spin off published. There you go. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I like that. I like that thought process. Yeah. And then you did. Yeah. Yes. Did. There you go. He's lovely. <laughs> he is lovely. We're all the better for it. We are. <laughs> so do you do you have an underlying interest in cryptids? And if so, who is your favorite? 
Um, I mean, I was a big X Files kid. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like huge. Yeah. 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 Loved it. Um, and obviously, monster episodes were superior. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Thousand percent. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I love that vibe of just like you know hiking into the woods or some <laughs> bizarre location and something's going on you know mm -hmm. in the corner of your eye um so in that way i guess that's what sparked a sort of interest in cryptids um but only in like a fun hobby sort of way yeah. Yeah. um when i was in college uh i remember like going off campus with um mm -hmm. a friend and uh, we were looking for somewhere to study uh and we went into this cafe just completely randomly like some town that i think was like half hour away um and we just saw the cafe on main street small town walked in right into the middle of a sasquatcher <gasps> Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. And everyone was passing around like plaster casts of footprints. Yes. And like so comparing cool. like monitoring monitoring tools and yes. you know, it, one guy was like, "Do you want us do you want a picture to take home with you? Do you want one?" Cuz they like identified us as obviously not belonging, but <laughs> welcomed us in and we're telling their, you so know, their tall oh tales and it was God. incredible. Um and he gave me this picture and it was <laughs> I was expecting to see one of those blurry photos. It was yeah. a huge charcoal drawing of like like a portrait of Bigfoot's head. Just like ah! a three quarters sort of staring off into the distance, you know. So <laughs> fantastic. Tell me you was... still have this. It's framed somewhere. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't I need to find it again. No. I never throw anything away. So yes. <laughs> somewhere for sure. Um <laughs> But yeah, it was, I mean, that just sort of sealed for me. Like, yeah. this is fun. <laughs> this yeah. is, yes. There's something like inherently funny about uh, cryptids, you know, yeah. and, and fascinating. And I loved sort of reading about them and researching them for this book was sort of one of the more fun research um, rabbit holes that I went down. Oh, I bet. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I, I love a cryptid. So I'm right there with you. I'm in Bigfoot territory myself around here. So yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's fun. I'm currently reading the webcomic The Hunt and loving every second of it. Um, it's got everything. Big cryptid energy. Big cryptid energy, queer romance, a little bit of banter core. Yes. So it's good. good. It's got so much fun. fun. The Hunt? The Hunt. hunt on Webtoons. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think you can actually just Google the hunt comic too. And it'll bring up webtoons. It'll bring up its own website, the whole nine. So mm -hmm. I got to check it out. Yeah. I yeah. want to get into like web comics and stuff. Yeah. Well, so... you could listen to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. We might yeah. have a couple of recommendations. <laughs> we even have an award show. Yes. Which we you have, feature which, in. Which you feature in. So <laughs> then I'm required. I'm required to be part of that. Clearly. Yeah, got to hand out are. awards. See? Yes. So for our next awards show, you can come on and you can offer an award for your favorite webcomic. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we'll have a trophy. Yeah, we'll we'll have the we'll have the Charlie and Hera award, but then have Charlie and Hera give an award. And yes. they're separate. They're not the same award. <laughs> It'll be extremely meta. Yes. <laughs> I love a little bit of hijinks. Yes. Oh yes, yes, oh, yes. yes. The more chaos energy, the better, as far as we're concerned. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's just facts. So can you tell us a little bit about Pack of Lies and when we can expect it to hit shelves and e-readers and audiobook listeners? 
Yeah. Um, can I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After all that, the question I'm least prepared for. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I sprung that on you. I did not write it down. <laughs> you know, to be to be totally fair to you, I probably should know the answers to both of those things. Um, Pack of Lies is out. August 30th. Um, it can be bought as an ebook, as a paperback, as an audiobook. Um, please pre order, please buy. Um, it is for those of you who know Eli from Big Bad Wolf series, um, he is there in Maudit Falls. He's running the retreat and he runs into a very suspicious human, okay, an older tourist who claims to be there for the skiing, but that doesn't seem to be the whole truth. Um, and that's Julian Duran, and um, nothing is always the whole truth with Julian. Um, so they run into a couple of uh, murders, a couple of suspicious activities, and um, sort of get thrown together, uh, even though they don't trust each other the entire way through, and and shouldn't. <laughs> No, they're not the most trustworthy men. No, nope. no, they are both sus. Yeah. They are both very sus. Yeah, but that is, you know, the challenge that they need from each other. They yeah. keep each other on each on their toes. Let's put it like that. Yeah, very yeah. much. Yes, it's, they do. It's fun. It is so much fun. We it's love it. Incredibly fun. I yes. <laughs> Yeah. I have read it multiple times now and I will continue to read it until it expires yeah. and then yeah. I will buy it and then <laughs> read it again. Then. Yeah. Well, Thank it's already pre-ordered. It'll just show up. Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say. <laughs> well, yeah. It is the first in a series. So I'm, yes. I'm working on the second book now. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. And they're already uh, neck deep in more trouble. <laughs> I would expect them nowhere else to be honest. Yes. Exactly. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> Oh, that's happifying. <laughs> Do you have any more wolf puns so you can beat Brownwind before you leave? Or <laughs> I mean, you can just growl at me if you'd like. <laughs> no, I think we can pack it in. Oh, oh. <laughs> and Charlie wins. <laughs> Where can our listeners find you to keep up with all of your upcoming releases and how awesome you are in general? Um, I have a website. I, it has a, a nice little, um, <laughs> what do you call it? <laughs> a little tagline <laughs> tag there. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you can check that out at charlieadhara.com. Um, I'm probably most active on Twitter. Um, so you can look for me there um, and, and reach out to me. Um, you can send me an email <laughs> through my website too, and I will try to get back to you there as well. Um, sometimes I do get overwhelmed with spam, <laughs> and so if I have missed your email, I'm sorry. But um, yes, it's either charlieadhara.com or at charlie um, underscore adhara on Twitter. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> Perfection. <laughs> Any last words in a non ominous way? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't know why it came out like that <laughs> thank you cult leader <laughs> yeah. i think we, we know all, why it came out like that yeah and right now we all drink this kool-aid i have made for you <laughs> um <laughs> on that note probably not <laughs> um thank you very much for having me on your podcast it was yeah. really lovely talking to you i it was the thrill of my life to oh. to hear your other um the podcasts where you you talked about the books it was so startling <laughs> um Aww. but so wonderful um and i really appreciate 
how much that you appreciate, you know, the themes of the of the book, um, and how much how much you saw in it, um, and uh, someone else sort of loves these characters as much as I've grown to love them, <laughs> even when they annoy me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Oh, thank oh, well, you for thank writing you. it. You brought us literally so much joy. So much joy. Thank you. Yeah, you've put something really excellent out into the world and it's something you should be very, very proud of. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard when I'm in the middle of plotting another one and it's going very poorly, but... <laughs> Sure. Yeah. 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 That's well, okay. As we said in our last podcast, in Charlie we trust. In Charlie we trust. <laughs> I got to get on that. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we trust enough for for you, so we yeah, got that's you. Right. We do. We do. I need that. Um, <laughs> Whenever you need a dose, you just let us know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are here to hype you up anytime. Exactly. And where can our listeners find you, Bronwyn? You can find me on all the things at Shiny Baby B. I mostly live on Twitter, where I usually am tweeting about what I'm reading, because I'm always reading. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at The Myth of Psyche, where I tweet about feminism, psychology, and also what I am reading. <laughs> and you can find me also on Gotham Outsiders, a podcast talking about queerness and feminism in the Bat family with my co-host, TJ. And you should also be checking out our parent podcast at Talking Comics on Twitter, or you can email them at podcast at talkingcomicbooks.com. And if you want to uncork more web comics goodness from our show, you can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Thirsty on Tune, where we should be reading, drinking, and being nerdy. <sighs> so you're my marketing team, yes. my hype people. Yes. Yeah, a thousand percent. <laughs> thousand percent. <laughs> We're multifaceted. You know, hack if you want to call us that. Exactly. (laughs) You can never have too much pack. It's true. I think you can, but not in this instance. (laughs) Like, I'm actually going to just reject that notion entirely. (laughs) No. I mean, that's fair. Okay. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, I'm sure. I did start out this game saying that I was going full WIP. So you did. 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 I mean, yeah, maybe this is true. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. No, yeah, that's demonstrably false. You're right. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It was a lovely sentiment. Thank you. Yeah, I tried real hard. Failed failed epically. Tried real hard. Yeah, that's true. And that's all we want. Yep. (laughs) And on that note. I think we have our bonus reel. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that is the recording.